Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the studio rocking and rolling. We're going to get right into this conversation today. It is somewhat of a carryover from an Instagram live that I had recently where I kind of outed myself. Maybe not what you're thinking, or maybe it is, but we're talking about sobriety today. And the reason why I wanted to get into this conversation, because the more I was on the live and the more in depth we went into the conversation, the parallel between grief and sobriety became like blaringly obvious. Where have you been, Jay Nicole, under a rock the last almost 13 years? And I wasn't putting it together until I really said this sentence. When you're walking into sobriety, you're kind of ushering yourself into grief because you're having to shed and lose so much in order to gain so much. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. This is sorrow. This is a problem. And I know I've touched on it in the past about my sobriety and just the life that I live as far as that goes, but I haven't really dug into it. And I thought this was a good reason to do it because there could be other people out there that want to make certain changes in their lives, but we're scared of what and who we're going to lose. Because when you're starting to get sober, one of the things that I learned early on in my journey was that we have to change our nouns. Our people, place, and things are so important when it comes to that. And that's scary. So when I say that I outed myself, I was really becoming vulnerable first and foremost because I'm under the impression that there's people who don't know that I that I am sober and I have been Lord willing December 22nd 2008 I made that decision that alcohol was not an option for me any longer if I wanted to be the best version of myself and I don't often speak about that because I focus more on the grief aspect and the grief bully when it comes to showing you all who I am on social media if you never met me in real life. But I think it's really important and maybe that's burdened on my heart recently and after this conversation to go more into it. I think dealing with loss and death and then remaining sober and or trying to or not abusing it because you may not be an alcoholic or a drug addict. But because of these losses and the severity of such, that becomes your crutch and your coping mechanism. And the next thing we know, we're spiraling completely out of control. And I don't want that for you. And so the young lady that I was having a conversation with, shout out to Sober Black Girls Club, Katie over there, said this in the middle of it. Wow, you have a platform with grief, about grief. You talk about these heavy things and you're in sobriety. And she said, when we're getting sober and we're in that sober context, we're we're so focused on making meetings, staying sober, doing all these things. And she said, wow, we can do hard things sober. It was so amazing to hear that because I, I never really looked at it like that because when I was having those losses, I, I arrived at a point where I realized that drinking was not an option. So I had to tell myself, as painful as this life experience is, drinking is not an option. Now, prior to me actually dealing with the losses and still remaining sober, I used to think, 
when my loved ones die, when my grandmom dies, I, I'm probably going to need to be wasted out of my mind. I need to be so far removed from the real feelings that will come from such the magnitude of that loss that I'm definitely getting turned up. I'm definitely getting lit. I'm like, I don't care anymore. But what I want you to know is that in those moments, I cared even more about my sobriety. It became more important for me to remain sober because my loved ones would be disappointed. My friend passed away from drug use. So if I'm going to go pick up drugs and use them because she died, like, does that even make sense? It doesn't. And I understand that we can't always make these these clear decisions, rational decisions with irrational thinking. And some of us might be there. So hopefully this can help you and guide you to say, wait a minute, let me say, take a step back. Do the decisions that I'm making add up to the life that I want to have? Or the feelings that I want to experience, the emotions that I want to have. Does that make sense? That one minute, five minute, ten minute pause could make all the difference in your healing journey. I don't know about you. We're going to go there. We're talking about sobriety. We're talking about losing things. Think about this. It's kind of similar to when you break up with someone and you go right to R&B. Like, bro, why am I playing this song when I know I'm just about to cry and be sad, be more of my feelings? Now I'm texting reckless things like, oh, my God, I need you and all of this stuff. So when I'm dealing with grief and loss and I think about the feeling of being intoxicated, I'm, I'm out of control. That's scary. So it's like you're adding, you're voluntarily adding to your pain. So we have to make those choices and be conscious. And I'm thankful and I, and I give all praise to God. I can't take all credit that I have been able to remain sober one day at a time throughout this journey. The last almost 13 years dealing with what I would arguably say the hardest things I've ever been through. The hardest things I've ever been through were definitely in the last 13 years. And so you can do it. You can make decisions it is scary. The grief that you will walk into your life is worth it. Because let me tell you, when you stop drinking or stop drugging or stop partying, whatever it is, whatever it is that you need to change in your life, it's scary to lose that part of yourself. It's scary to lose that identity, that importance. Who are you now? Who are you now? I'm not, people want your phone gets a little quiet. Your phone gets a little quiet. I'm not calling you to hang out, get turned up, go to the bar, have a drink. And then you have to. This is something that was really important that we touched on, too, is to put those boundaries in place. So when we put boundaries in place, even just on a normal day to day basis with certain things, it's a loss. So all of this is coming full circle because if you're at that crossroads and you're afraid of the parts of you that you're going to lose, I want to challenge you to be excited about the parts of you that you're going to learn. Who are you going to get to know? That's exciting because for me, in the middle of my drinking, I knew there had to be a better option. There had to be a better option. And I want to be clear, I was not drinking alcohol every single day, but when I was drinking, I was taking it to the next level. I was certainly abusing alcohol. I was taking it to reckless levels, and I'm not proud of that. But I'm also not ashamed. Ooh, I felt that. I am not proud of that, but I am also not ashamed. It is a page in my story. It is not the entire book. And I make the decision to put commas where they need to be. My story wasn't over 
And your story's not over. No matter how hard life is and how bad those losses feel, sitting in your room and drinking your sorrows away will bring you nothing but more sorrow, I promise you. When you wake up in the morning, they're still dead. Whew. I know that, I know that, I know that hurts somebody to hear that. The reality is you can't get high enough. You can't escape this. It will be there with you and then it will only be more complicated because of those choices. Not easy. I'm not saying it is. Worth it? Absolutely. So the choice is absolutely yours. And I wasn't really even trying to get in my preaching bag. To be honest with you, I was really just trying to share this part of myself because I never want to miss an opportunity to touch on a topic that could be life-changing for somebody. Because I don't talk about that. That's not a part of the grief bully mission, but it is. And so having that conversation was so enlightening because someone also was talking about people think that we're supposed to just get over certain things and we're just supposed to know how to do it. And they said that there's such power in mentorship. And I never looked at it that way, but I want to take that on and say, especially in this area that I don't really tap into too much, that there's people out there that their only way to cope is to abuse a substance or a alcohol or, ooh, should I go there? Sex, relationships, food, so many things. And then we're wondering why we can't heal. Because we're not willing to eradicate all of those things in our lives that are plaguing us, that are making our journey harder. So listen, let's pick this up a little bit. Ask yourself, am I making my journey harder? Am I voluntarily making my journey harder? Is my pride in the way of me asking for help? Somebody, that shame is keeping you bondage. That shame is keeping you bound. It shackles to you. There's somebody in your life right now that has the power to really help you, to help set you free in a certain area just based on their life experience. But if they don't know you're going through that, how would they know that's the area that will help? Same thing. If someone's having a conversation with me and I never knew that they, if they said to me, oh, I've been like really having a tough time with drinking or whatever, I could then say, oh, word, that was my issue as well. But if I never know that because you always acting like you got it together, you so polished and just making it happen and everything is glitz and glamour, but really you're in shambles, well, we got to be honest. The truth will set you free. Some of these sayings are corny, but some of them really have some very profound parts to it that are really deep. And so that's what we're talking about right now is if you're dealing with that and, and if you are struggling with abuse in any way as far as alcohol and drugs, I, I want to extend my prayer to you. I know what that could feel like for you. And I'm not just saying this in a light way. I'm talking real stuff. I'm talking DUIs. I'm talking blood alcohol level twice the limit. Underage. Been there. Been there again. Not proud, but not ashamed. You have more power than you think, but we've got to start being willing to pull back those layers, willing to really think, am I voluntarily making this journey too hard for myself? You can do this if you decide to, when you are ready to. I think they talk about in the rooms that you hit a bottom. 
You hit that bottom where you just bottom out and you're at the bottom of life. And then you finally make this choice to move up. I don't want people to hit bottoms. I want us to be able to stand up taller before it even gets to that point. Maybe I'm just ambitious and maybe someone could perceive that it's unrealistic, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that this message perhaps could catch you just right there, hands right under your butt before it actually hits the ground. I don't want you to go to bottom. I think there's things that you can learn there. Absolutely. But I I feel like if we can have more of these tough conversations and people have more safe spaces, more non-judgmental spaces to, to vent, to feel like I can, because that's a lot of it comes down to, I don't feel like anybody understands. I don't feel like they get me. And sometimes to be honest, if we're going to keep it real, then you might've done a lot of damage to people. And, and set fire to a lot of those bridges. But the PS is it isn't too late. It isn't too late to change the trajectory of the sorrow in our life. You can most certainly pick yourself up. You can most certainly move through it. But you definitely cannot do that without making a decision. And that's what I wanted to get into with you today. I don't want to be before you too long. I'm always appreciative of you guys continuing to rock out with us. Here on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. It's been amazing. The love is just crazy around this heavy, heavy. Because people always say to me, grief is so heavy. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Because if I'm going through it anyway, why not offer it back? Why not share? It's not like I live a life free of grief, but I just voluntarily talk about something. I'm going through it. I'm going through it. And I, and I said this recently. I feel like my grief is hurting me more lately, if that makes sense. And I, you know what, Jay Nicole, here you go. I'm about to start a whole new episode. Hold on to the next time I'm before you. I'll finish that conversation. Hopefully, guys, listen, drop a comment, leave a review, hit me in a DM, say what's up. You know where I hang out the most. So definitely go follow me there at I underscore AM underscore Jay Nicole, guys. So next time you already know, love and light. Peace. (music)